I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. To the Wise Men's Here podcast. Well, it's been a while since we've had a defeat like that to talk about. We're not going to go on and on about it, uh, but we will look back at some of the talking points from the unfortunate result on Saturday. So, join myself, Stephen Goldsmith, is Gareth Barger. Evening. Good evening. Recovered Good evening. From, recovered from the weekend? Yes. <laughs> Just about. Just about. Yes. Yeah. Thanks to everybody who came yeah. along on uh, Friday night to to Vaux's Brewery for the went all right. I think apart from sort of a few technical issues, but you know, it was pretty good, and I think everyone had a good laugh. So thanks yeah. for coming. Um, thanks to all the guests who participated and made it a really great evening. Um, and certainly, I think we all certainly enjoyed ourselves uh, thoroughly afterwards so. as well. Yeah, well, I think the uh, probably what we all said we weren't going to do with the, the half twelve. Kickoff. The half twelve kickoff, I was just like, <laughs> oh god! So literally, like rolling out of bed at quarter past ten, getting ready to go to the match. It's like, mm. To just get back on it again. Well, I, I had a pint, but I was driving, so because oh, my car you, through there, so I couldn't really. Well. So. That's the um, opposite approach to the one I took. Um, well, right. I think I might have been more inclined <laughs> to go your way. To be honest, if I'd uh, had the opportunity, because. Um, was a bit of a str- I was actually not as bad as I thought it was going to be, so you know, never mind. Anyway, yeah, thanks thought. for coming, everybody, and thanks for the big crack on that. We had everyone, it was really good, really enjoyed it. So, start doing more of them because we used to do them way more regularly than we do now. So, to swing, we'll have to talk about, but it always helps when some of them are playing well. Uh, and this was a bit of a bump in the road. We'll talk about Jimmy Ray's here to talk about it as well. Evening, Jimmy. Evening, you all right? Yes, all right. And you didn't manage to get up for the weekend, so you... no, I was I was meant to, but um, issues with work and trains on Friday basically um, cocked up, so I couldn't make it in Boston. Well, you just have to buy a house in Sunderland. That seems like the only seems like yeah, the only uh, option. It's slightly harder to get to to commit to things fully when you live three hours away than it is when you live half yeah, an hour away. You, you know. Loads of northwest away is for you though on Midlands. Yeah, well, that's the upside. Yeah, yeah. That's the upside, <laughs> Right, well, I mean, let's get into it. Should we just should we just start with the obvious bit? Because what we don't, you know, it's conscious of like to blaming the ref, for example. But like, should we just address it straight away? Well, the ref, um, the, the the Dan Neil sending off, which let's be honest, changed the game entirely. Changed the game. Uh, Tony Mowbray's been asking for a defensive midfield cover for months. He hasn't got it. We will not go too far down that route. But I was concerned for that very reason when he went off, because we don't have Equa fit at the minute. 
And I was concerned that we were just going to start slicing through us at that point, and that's exactly what happened. Do you, do you know what? I, I, I thought that. I thought they were so meek. Like, they had a lot of the ball the first half. I don't think we were playing particularly well anyway. We had a little spell and should have scored when Roberts went on his little run and it was a good save by the keeper, but he has to score really, doesn't he? Once he gets we into that position. hard bit, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, once he gets into that position, he has to score. And then it was just kind of, I thought, like, they were like had an absolutely zero in the final third. No, nothing up front I was, at all. And I was saying, like, to me dad, like, even after sending off, I was like, well, they've got nothing. We just have to be compact and, like, make yeah. it difficult for them. And instead, it, we just, it was like, it, on on you come, like enjoy yourselves. We'll and get we just, on to that. We'll, we'll just absolutely we'll get like, on to that. Yeah. But anyway, you're, sorry, the set, but the setting off. Yeah, I mean, look, the referee's done it before um, to Lamina at Southampton, yeah. I believe. Yeah, Wolves. for Wolves. Yeah, he sent yeah. him, uh, sent him off. He gave him a second bookable offence for walking aggressively towards him, um, and sent which him off. Didn't he, which Neil didn't even do. Well, I mean, you can get into the letter of the law application, all that kind of thing, if you want. I mean, there was an incident in the first half where Jack Clark's been pulled back after going past his man. He's played the advantage, yeah. but he should have booked it, come back and booked him. Um, but it's like one of them, well, the player's gone on a bit too long now. I'm not going to book him. Well, sorry, but if you fall back up against a winger and you get booked after 25 minutes, um, especially a winger like Jack Clark, um, you, you know, you're in trouble, really. So... Um, I thought that, you know, there was a few... And he could argue, to be fair, I mean, I haven't seen it back, the first title from Neil, but he was, it was a bit studs up, wasn't it? So yeah, was it, was, kind of... it was one of them. You you, you see, I mean, I, I watched it on telly, so I sort of got a couple of replays and stuff. But it was it was definitely yellow. I mean, you've seen reds given for it. I think in the context of the game, I would have said a red would have been harsh. I think the yellow was fair. Um there was a bit of a silly tackle from Neil, to be fair, but at the same time, you know, by no means was he the only one um, doing such things. Seems he was getting singled out more, maybe, than others were um, with the second yellow. Move on to that. But yeah, I mean, I think it was... I, obviously, you'll see people on Twitter, mainly Middlesbrough fans, saying it was a, a red card. I mean, I think possibly that's mainly with their borough tinted glasses on. Um, but uh, I would say yellow was probably fair. As, the second one, as you've said, just like... I don't understand why um, Dan Neil would think he was not able to to speak to the ref in that way when that's that's what, how everyone during the game would have been speaking to the referee. It's weird he singled him out for it like that. Uh, like you said, Gareth, he's, he's he's done it before. He obviously has a bit of a an authority thing. I think this referee's. Um, Are we expect to believe the Norva player swore him through? That's what I mean. It's like, that's what that's exactly what I mean. It's like you know. If he's seen Neil's sort of seen and heard other players speak to the ref in a similar manner during the game during the first half, and not as, as and they haven't been booked, why would he necessarily think he was going to be booked for doing the same thing? Um, obviously, he could have kept his mouth shut, but players appeal for fouls all the time, probably in a very similar manner to how he did. So um, he ran up and got on his face. Like no. I, th- I, th- I just think so. <laughs> And again, you know, speculating a bit there when you say, and we expect to believe nobody else did, but I, I, I will be fine if, like, when you watch, like, sports like rugby and cricket and stuff and you see how much respect the referees get, and I will be fine if football could manage to... It was consistently to, managed, to ...get yeah. to that, yeah, but you can't just make random examples of people when yeah. you want. Well, that's, if, that, if, that's... If, that, if, that, if that's not the, the standard procedure, you can't just say, all right, well, actually, I'm just going to send him off now 
Well, that's um, exactly how it came across because it was in the way he did it as well. It was very like dismissive and quite arrogant the way the referee sort of you know brandished the card without looking at him and sort of sort of bounced off down the tunnel type thing. I, I just thought the whole thing was quite sort of obvious. The referee was making a point of doing it. Um, seemed to almost enjoy doing it, and I'm not yeah. really sure why. Other than obviously, I guess it's sort of a bit of a power trip thing. Some referee we've seen it before with refs. A couple of refs we've had in League One was it was similar. Um, I remember once um, who was that guy, uh, the, the big ball fella. It? Yeah, it was a, was, was a bit Darren... like that, wasn't? It? Can't really call him now. Yeah, yeah, the, the guy. Yeah, the, the the guy who was seemingly enjoying, you know, um, dishing cards out to Sunderland players as if to make a point about not being uh, not being swayed by the atmosphere or whatever. I feel like there's a bit of that in what Gillette was doing. And obviously, if you add on to that, the fact he's done it before in a Premier League game, um, the fact he's wrapping a championship game when he's meant to be a Premier League referee anyway indicates potentially he's not one of the best Premier League referees. I'd rather he didn't make any more appearances in the championship either based on the way he went on. And to be honest, I think um, it wasn't just that. In the second half, Sam Greenwood could have easily had a second yellow for a foul he made on Jensen Selt, which was... I don't know how it wasn't a yellow card. I mean, if, if if you're looking at the other yellows he dished out during the first half, I don't see any difference between you know, between that and and you know what what Greenwood did. Greenwood obviously then goes on to score what two or three minutes after that, um, and then there was the pullback on Clark in the first half. There was a couple of other niggly fouls as well. I just the only one by Corburn on on. But yeah, like, was the, got, the, that was an elbow. I mean, that, that, you know, you could tell the, by the reaction. The, I think not that just was... Ballard, but the be- both benches as well. Yeah. I think um, if if, we're to, if like we had the benefit of VR and you talked about that nail first one, I think similar to um, Kovacic for Arsenal's first one, it was kind of like, oh, naughty orange, but we're just going to... Yeah. We're going to stick with what the referee said. That I think that would have been the case for Neil's first one. Yeah. Well, I think I think for 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 Corbin, he's, getting about, about, he's, he's in he's in trouble and that he's yeah. in trouble for that. Yeah, and yeah. the referee is completely, you know, put, why not put your marker down and say, right, okay, I'm not standing for this either. That's a red that, that that's a red card. I, I know, like maybe he didn't look at it, he didn't see it when when, when he booked the footage, still, if we're giving a... He booked him and Ballard straight after, so he booked Ballard for his reaction. Probably, to yeah, it. but he's probably booked them both for the reaction, hasn't he? Rather than yeah, but he's but yeah, the fact that his assistants or the fourth official haven't told him it was right in front of you know the the, the benches really uh, we, wasn't we've it? Just, we've discussed this many times. All they don't have the backboard to do it, do they? The assistant referees, mm-hmm. but point. Uh, they're just pointless, really, because they're just there for offside. And then if you're in the Premier League, they have another look at that anywhere. So they're getting more and more pointless because they don't have any input or anything. And I'm conscious they don't want to like mourn about the ref because, like, well, I think in this it, with this game you have to because it's ruined. It's ruined the game. He's he yeah. has ruined the game. He, yeah. He's ruined it. But we can also acknowledge that, like the the, I mean, it's the opposite of how you how you handle a game with with. Ten men. I mean, look like I know. I know it's a different league and Spurs. like top of the Premier League at the minute, but they go down ten men at Luton, and we know how Luton play and they've managed that game really well and got a win. And it's like, like I said, I was concerned when Neil went off. It's it, it's interesting pro- approach, isn't it? Because instinctively you think, right, he's going to take Burso off now and flood the midfield. And if anybody, if any team can play without a striker, it's us, as we know. Yeah. So that was like there's an element of that where I thought you know we might be okay here, but then the flip side of that is you're losing your out ball completely, which is harder when you've only got ten men because when you're under the cosh for a bit and your back are against the wall, you need that out ball more than ever just to somebody to to fire it up there. So mm-hmm. I, I I can see it's not an easy call to make, but I think it was I think 
had they not scored so early on in the second half, I think it may have got a bit. I think we were shaky, but I I was sort of thinking similar to you um, that as long as we can get bodies in the midfield, we might be able to see it through. And I think had we had we gone on a bit longer, the confidence might have grown a bit that we could actually do it. But I think this is one of those where lack of experience was, was of dealing with situations like that was a bit of an issue. There wasn't really anyone able to. Because Dan Neal probably arguably the well was the senior midfielder on the pitch anyway, wasn't he? And he's the one who's got taken off. Obviously, like your likes of Roberts, Clark might be senior players. Well, they're not really the type of leaders and don't play in the positions whereby you could expect that. Obviously, you could ask Go Nines to, to, to could have stepped in maybe, but then you'd have to you'd jig around the back again. Also, he we've discussed his limitations in midfield as it is anyway. I think to be honest, it was one of them where had they not scored. And then scored again so quickly. Um, we may have grown into it a bit, but it was a bit similar to if you remember the Stoke game last year, where oh, yeah, I think I things, just, things just started. Once things started going that, wrong, yeah. once things started going wrong, it kind of spiraled, and it was almost a bit like everything went wrong, and then and everything I, they did sort of went their way. All the 50-50s were going their way. The, all the bounces and everything, the finishing was good. They were slicing through us, and it was like. At the perfect storm, and what ignited that was obviously the time because the timing of the red was was terrible as well, being so close to half time. Because everyone in their heads is thinking, right, nil nil half time, crack on second half, and obviously the whole thing changes. And it's a big boost for them. It kind of similar to getting the boost you get when you scored before half time. I imagine the borough players were probably thinking along those lines, like we'll do the second half now type thing. Now that we've got eleven, they've got ten. But um, yeah, had we held on a bit longer. Before I mean, it was great finishing Greenwood to be fair, but at the same time, I would say that the amount of space that, that, that was afforded to them was, was not the way we've been defending really. Um, I know there have been defensive issues at times, but our defensive record so far this season is very good. Up until Saturday, we had the second least amount conceded, I think, in the league behind uh Leicester. So I think we can't be defending too badly, but I think it, it all did kind of go a bit wrong. Um, mm. after that first one, a couple of, I mean. Couple of things on that really. I thought about the stock game as well. I guess Gareth, that we're gonna when we're playing when we play this way and it clicks and it's a pleasure to watch and stuff. And we don't want them to like move too far away from that really. And uh, almost like it's it's almost an element of like coming with the territory that we're gonna take a couple of yeah. bloody noses like this over the course of the season, like we did with Stork last year. I wouldn't be surprised if you see this once or twice before the end of the season again. Yeah, we might. Um. I was thinking about it's this. Naive. It, it, it is, it's naive. There is, there's an element there's of naivety, naive, isn't it? There's, yeah. there's an element of it, but it's. I think it's difficult to strike that balance, isn't it, between having that self-belief and do, playing the way you play and saying this is who we are and then making that choice in the moment to, um, you know, to, to, to try and continue to win the game. I think tactically we got quite a few things wrong in the second half. Um, I think... Clark going to that sort of full, more full-back position. Um, you know, he, I thought Hume had a really bad game. Like, generally, he was really poor. Um, and he He's struggled. Yeah. Um, and, you know, <laughs> you're trying to play, con- you know, you're trying to contain a team with when you've got 10 men with Oshish and Bellingham as your two central midfielders, basically. I, th- I think you're on a high and nothing there, really. Um I think you know then that like as you mentioned you know about Morby saying that like having that extra defensive midfielder or extra body there that is an area where we are a bit weak 
Um, I mean, remember Bellingham start the season as a, a ten essentially. So, um, and that, I mean, he can play as an eight. He's fine there. Um, but we, you know, we we've missed Ekwa. We're going to Neil and Ekwa have both been excellent this season. But really, once you get beyond them, there's there's not a lot else. Um, and obviously, we're going to have to contest with that when we come back after the international break. Ek will come back, but obviously Neil's going to be suspended. So, um, yeah, we could just do, could have done. I mean, it's interesting. You know why? Why not move all nine in the in the midfield and bring? Well, on, I thought that I did, you know, but then and bring on centre back. Yeah, um, I mean, all nine could he could have played? He could have or a bare minimum played right back. Why yeah. putting sealed on as a full back when he's clearly, you know. <laughs> Not a full pack, yeah. um, and you know he looked okay on the ball. He didn't really look like he was going to give us much. Going I think he looked, he, looked, he looked quite nervous when he came all on. Understandably, to be fair, all nine can do that though. Like we've seen him play right back. Arguably, it's his best position. Like mm. he, he he does get forward and he can get forward. That was in itself just seemed like an obvious one to make. I That's mean, what I thought was going to happen when Seal came on. To be yeah. fair, and it's <laughs> certainly not. You know, you certainly can't look and say, "Oh, well, it's because of his composure," can you? Because he's Push somebody in the box again or nine, and which is a penalty in the Premier League. Like he's just pushed the lad over, Crooks, I think it was, and yeah. he does that nearly every game. When you see it, I'm sitting behind the self stand goal, and he does it all the time. Yeah. He, he just a plague moves away from him, and he just pushes him or he drags his shirt, and like yeah. it's just a little thing that maybe fair enough. You think I'm not going to get, away, I'm going to get away with the championship, fair enough, but like it's, it's risky, stepping up yeah. a level, he wouldn't have a chance of getting away with that yeah. stuff. So it's certainly not down to his composure, is it? Because he's doing stuff like that. I just found that a bit bizarre as well. Yeah, just... the, the obvious thing for me would have been to, to move him, um, but it seems like it's not something that it's like we can't or we don't want to. Um, I think you know, probably... you could, we could have gone to a three if you you know if you bring yeah. have Seal Ballard and you could tuck Hume in and then you could have Clark and Roberts as your wing backs maybe and um, you know go with you know Bellingham and then like a bit of a box midfield with. Two more attacking players at the top of the, of the um of that position, but with all nine in the middle with Bellingham and then like Aushish and, and another in that two, and then maybe it gives you a bit more balance. But yeah, you know, and then and then you know Bellingham not so much, but certainly all nine is going to give you a bit more protection, sort of dropping into that space where the fullback would sits. be yeah. um in in that sort of situation. But it just kind of felt as though we. It kind of was like a runaway train, wasn't it? Once, yeah. Once that first one went in, and the second, you know, Jones had a field day down that right side in the second half. Um, spiral, 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 didn't it? Yeah, he made a fool of Clark a fair few times. Um, it was a good battle in the first half. Clark got past him a couple of times, but second half it was it was just all going one way. I think uh, just on the nine thing, I, I was just wondering whether. Um, I don't necessarily agree with this, but I'm thinking if Moby just didn't want to break up the Ballard nine partnership in the middle because obviously it has been. Pretty good recently overall. I'm not saying necessarily. I, I I think that's that's what he should have done. But I was I was starting to give a reason why he didn't do it, and I'm thinking maybe that was it. I personally would have done like you said, but um, I don't think he just randomly decided not to. And there must have been some some thinking behind it. Unless O'Nine's got some kind of hold on him, which means he has to play centre back. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's definitely one of them defensively where we have been obviously a lot better defensively recently. Was it one goal conceded? Um, 
against Cardiff, clean sheet against Watford, clean sheet against Wednesday. So the pre one goal to see the previous three. Obviously, none of those teams possibly as good as as Borough were on the day, but um, it's still not not a bad defensive record. I, I think. 11 versus 11, like we said at the start, we look pretty comfortable. I think the, the, the red card definitely just seemed to start some kind of weird spiral downwards, which we mm. weren't able to handle in the right way. And uh, it's annoying, it's unfortunate, but I think it's, I don't know, I don't know if whole, any sort of wholesale changes are needed, really. I think it's just a case of see how it is uh, going forwards. We need for it, me, we anyway. Don't we? Um, I think uh, Greenwood's reaction was in quite interesting for somebody who's a massive Sunderland fan. I know, yeah. you know, I'm not one of those who would say, oh, you shouldn't sell it. You didn't play for the first team because he was one of the ones who Donald and Metron got rid of to keep the leggy bills on, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, for cheap when they just pushed a few about the same. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. I mean, he was one of those. But like, you know... He's a, he's by all accounts a really big son and fan, and I I don't mind him celebrating. Like, why wouldn't you? That's his job. But it was more than that. It was like Gordon yeah. the fans. I just found it strange. Is the way why they did, they did on all the goals? Like, yeah, because yeah, Matt Crooks did that weird shaver celebration as well. And then it? like Jones was doing it after the third goal, and it was just a bit weird. It was like, well, it, felt, it reminded hyped. me. The- it remind me of League One, yeah. Like, you know when, just, when yeah. like um, Lincoln did it that time. Like when, like when anyone would score against in League One, it was like the best moment of their lives. Yeah. Um, well, I, I thought like in the that. first half they looked quite hyped and a bit rattled from the start. Um, I know obviously we were the ones who ended up with ten minutes. It's a bit rich to say it in a way, but I think they were clearly very, very up for it from from the start. I don't know if it's sort of revenge for last season when we beat them, and then obviously their poor start to this and whatever. But I just think I just feel like. We were caught a little bit cold in terms of the intensity for it. I know there's the whole derby, not derby yeah. argument thing. I think for the, from a game perspective, you've got to try and match your opponent's level of intensity. I think we didn't really do that. I think the but at the same time, their sort of hypeness manifested itself in these weird celebrations as well. I'm not sure if you were to ask Sam Greenwood why he did that, he'd actually be able to really say a specific reason other than the fact he was probably just like properly pumped up. But yeah, I agree, it was weird. Um, 
But well, wasn't it wasn't the suggestion Zach Greenwood was a, a or had a bit of a bothersome nature? Possibly, yeah. Making I'm making an accusation there about somebody I, 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 I don't know. No, yeah, I don't the only thing I remember him. about him yeah. is that there was a picture of him and Dan Neal at the Carling Cup yeah. final, Cup, Cup final, which he clearly is a Sunderland fan, yeah. So yeah, but it carries more significance uh, that game because that game was very much about those two on the opposite team, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. both had a big, big role to play. So that is yeah. like I know that picture gets floated around and shared a lot anyway, but it's like going to be even more so now because it's like yeah. there's a story that follows on from it from one specific yeah. game. So, um, they, I mean, he's um, they they've got uh, they combine for one and a half million quid. I think if you want, I think that's a good bit of business. Yeah, um, seems decent. I've not actually seen him play really before. That I thought he was quite good. Fact, but... Well, my theory, unfortunately, of the whole. Uh, only the really, really good teams win four games in a row has now gone out the window, unfortunately, because I love the law of averages, thing like that. And I was saying yeah. that before we um, slipped up a home of Cardiff, I was saying that only the really, really good teams do it. And they aren't that, I don't think. No, like, I, I, I think, I, I think I did, when it was 11 versus like, 11. Four games in a row, you know. Haven't hmm. yeah. it put yeah. nine games in a row? No, I think, <laughs> I think they're unbeaten. I don't know if they've won them all, but they I seem mean, to win every week at it, the minute. It's, it's like, but, those two are just like... <laughs> Yeah. I think Ipswich yeah. Ipswich for now Leicester probably like you think yeah if you look at the depth of their squad whatever they'll last the distance Ipswich they're on fire at the minute but there quite often is a team who start you know do the first 10-15 games fly it's not a surprise from... or Jimmy have you, like, no the experts, it's a surprise the experts were all predicting Ipswich would do this yeah, yeah. all, all like the championship if... podcast will say they to be top they two were. yeah I just, I, I'm, I'm, I just don't think they'll. I don't think as much between them and the rest of like us in the chasing pack as there's between like us and Leicester. If you look at like Leicester's depth, squad depth, and the value of the players, I mean they've got Wilfred and Didi playing. You know, I mean they, they are, they have got players who are too good for the league. I think Ipswich are obviously a very good team, but I, I'd say they're they're probably a team that we, you know. Um, could say we, we're closer to. Uh, not right now, clearly they're doing really well, but I'd be very surprised if they keep, keep this up like Leicester <coughs> probably will. Uh, but you are right, Steve, at the same time, they were, they were tipped for it by a lot of neutrals. Oh, so they're, they're obviously a team that are greater than the sum of the parts, aren't they? Mm-hmm. A, bit, a bit like ourselves in a way, last season, where yeah, we had a, a few outstanding players, um, but as a unit, it was mm-hmm. we were well organised, knew, knew our jobs, um, had a really good relationship, and, and that um, you know, produce some brilliant football. And that we have done the same this season. I mean, I know you retweeted that. Um, are we stronger or weaker? Thing again. Uh, this is the squad stronger or weaker than last season? Thing again. I think today or somebody did, or we did the poll again. I don't know, but I'm like, it's, it's, it's a Craig thing that. So maybe is it. But for me, like, it's, it's I don't know. Still, I, think squad, you know I think the squad's still weak. I think the squad is weaker than it was last season because I think if you take Ahmad and Ross Stewart out of your squad, then you are weaker. Um, I think, but that doesn't mean that we can't achieve something from what I've seen totally from the group that we've got totally this agree. season. I think we are weaker than last year. Um, you know, but we've addressed some problems that we had, and that might. But they look better. Those we, players, those players, players, those players might maybe yeah. rather than a, a, like a like a you reality know, weakness type thing. I think um, you know you look at Russian and um, Burstow was kind of your, your two forwards almost. Um, I like you know Burstow's done some decent stuff and had some good moments, but 
he's played quite a few games where he's it's it just passes him by a little bit at times. He's but he's still that. a present he's still a presence up there. But I really I think Russian it, it feels like he's got something about him. Uh, when he comes on, he's he looks quite quick. Um and he's he seems to read the game pretty well. Um gets himself into good positions, makes some good runs. He's quite he's quite happy to have a battle. You know, he's Yeah, I know, think with him, as his Comfortable sort of familiarity and comfortableness in terms of like learning the language, getting settled comes on. I think he'll start getting more and more minutes, and then probably won't be long until he's starting games. To be fair, because he, I, I agree. I think he looks a level above. Um, I mean, you, you know, it's not a surprise in a way. He was playing, and he's played in Europe. He's played for the he's played you know, Europa League. He's played in the Ukrainian top division, uh, which pre the war was a decent standard. I'm pretty sure so. Yeah, I would say I would say he's he's probably got a fair bit to offer. Uh, Burso needs a goal. I think he he does nice flashes, but um, I feel like it's almost starting to wear on him a bit. Um, almost trying a bit too hard at times. At the times he's not really in the positions where he needs to be. Um, his goal record, obviously at youth level, is very good. It's hard to replicate that in the championship. But um, one thing that does show is that he clearly at least must be a decent finisher. Um, knows where the goal is. It's just a case of getting him in the right position with the right confidence. Um, and the stronger or weaker thing, I think, is like I was saying, I think on paper, probably, yeah, look at your Am Adam Stewart. They're big names to replace, but I think in, in reality, um, where we are, uh, obviously, we've got, we're doing, I think we've got more points than we did at this, this stage of the season last year. Um, similar league position, but. Um, I think it was the, the, best, score... the best start we had. I think it was the best start of a league season we've had since we got promoted. Um... Yeah, in the under, uh, under read. So yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm. I'm, I agree. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I just think we are weak in. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I do. I, I, I think on paper we are. Yeah, I think, that's I what I mean. Or, or, but if you look at reality, argue, in terms, yeah, you could all you argue overall, player for player, depth wise. I think that's fair. But I think we we did say we can't change our tune too much because last week we were saying we actually look. Better and more rounded now than last year. Yeah, season. I, I agree. Still, I mean, I was I was I listening to that cool. last week, yeah. agreeing. I was I was thinking like um we we do. I think we look more composed. Well, obviously they expect that if you're in a way like the players last year who were sort of rookies in their like rookie season like like so even like you know Bar you've got uh, Dan Neal first championship season. Obviously Eck was first first Huggins Hume. Well, Huggins not last year obviously in the play, but Circuit would be the example. I mean, I think all of them, that Ballard, um, obviously had a season, but he's got he, they've all grown on another year. So you'd expect improvement, I think, from them, and I think they're delivering on that. Obviously, there's still the there are still issues, but I think every every team has issues at times. I mean, we're certainly not going to be the only team who, who has a freak who's on the wrong end of a freak result like that, um, especially when going down to ten men. Um the first half performance, I think, was perfectly fine. I would have said, had we gone in at nil-nil, I'd say I'd fancy to have gone on and won it. Um, second half was a bit of a nightmare. Um, obviously, there's things to learn from, but we've got to be careful not to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Not that we are, but um, I just mean as a, fa- a fan base in general, I think it's it's important yeah. to have perspective and yeah. see that these things will happen, especially in the Championship. I mean, every weekend, yeah. there's a freak result somewhere. I wouldn't be surprised if Ipswich or Leicester... Get bad. So I mean, Burnley lost four 0 I think it was Sheffield United. They lost two four 0 last season. They still went up. Sheffield United lost to Borough three 0 last season at home. They still went up. You know, these these results do happen. Um, even to the teams at the top, it's about how you react to it. I think. And yeah. the issue, obviously, missing Neil is going to be an issue. Hopefully, Eckley should be back. And I, I know the dead leg seems to have dragged on a bit, but I imagine it was just quite a bad run. I didn't want to risk it getting worse. 
uh, or affecting other parts of the body, as, as I guess it could do. Um, hopefully. It seems to have come a good time, this now, I think. Like, yeah. I feel like we're ready for this international break. It sounds yeah. like um, a few of them will be back as well after the international yeah, break. Yeah, I think Mayenda's meant to be back. I mean, we've not seen anything yeah. of him yet. So be, no. I, I doubt he'll be thrown straight in. But again, Moby seems to like him. So, you know. Uh, as ever, I would. Uh, if Moby's got good things to say about someone, I tend to believe him. So, yeah. Do you think you probably, from what he's kind of said, you'd kind of think you'd probably leapfrog Hamia, won't he, when he's fit? I would imagine um, that was. I think that was the heavy implication from what Moby was saying. The fact um, he was saying he was knocking on his door, asking to be saying he was fit already, but he said he's going to be after the international break implies that Moby is probably quite ready to have him on the match day squad. Yeah. Um. Because I don't, I don't think he'd bother saying that if he wasn't had any intention of playing anybody. Yeah. So, I think. I mean, under the bets under, on what club Hemi is going to end up on on the second the under, half of the season. The under twenty threes are um playing tonight. I wonder if he. I mean, he, he might not be. Maybe. No, he's, I'm just saying that. I don't he? think he is. Yeah. I think Hemi is playing. Hemi is playing. Yeah. Hemi is playing. He could do with the it's, um, quite a, it's quite a weaker team <laughs> compared to normal because some of these lads have started now. Like you know, like have been coming on, haven't they? Like yeah. so, a cheese and Rusev I think he's. I really like look of him. You know, I think yeah. He's he's got something about him. I think he'll be a good player. Um, yeah, no, I, I do. He's he's, I think he's, he's just very he's very technical. In, isn't he? Yeah, he's slotted in quite nicely. Um, he seems not short of confidence uh, in terms of his like self belief, what he wants to do on the ball. Um, I think he, you know, just again, the more like he's had a lot of minutes really since he since he's come in. Well, you can tell pro- with him. He because he obviously played in, in France, didn't he, in Liga and, and the second league, uh, quite a bit, I think, for, you know, in, in flashes. So I think you can tell he's not overawed by the physicality or the fact it's you know, stadium. He's, actually, he's actually quite, um, for like a sort of like a flair technical player, he's actually quite physically imposing. He's, he he's is, quite yeah. a big lad, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, but he seems he's he's you know, I, I quite like the look of him, um, I probably do. not. Not uh, the role for him on Saturday, but again, needs must. I mean, yeah, something there definitely. You, you know, you look at the the option. Like, it, I know it's uh, again. We've had scenarios where right backs, full backs have played in midfield. And given the given the situation and the the players we've got coming back. Um, obviously Huggins is now injured again. Hopefully it's not too serious. Um, yeah. But is there an argument to say, well, you could put Hume in to central midfield? Um, should should we need to? He's got a lot and, of attributes, and he ends well, up he's there played, quite a lot of played, the time anyway, doesn't he? He played <laughs> in central midfield. He played in he played in central midfield before he moved here. Um, he yeah. played central midfield or right back for for his previous club. Yeah. Um, and you know it's that. it's it's funny where you get these. If you think about over the years, these fullbacks who have ended up kind of thinking, sit, see, do that kind of sit in midfield role. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you look at someone like Elise, I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. like, could could he go and sit in there again? I think he's due back role. soon as well, isn't he? Yeah, actually? he is a bit of an unknown yeah. quantity, but mm-hmm. in terms of the options we have, I'd rather go with somebody like Hume or 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 nine or Elise in that central midfield position, with, if with you had to, yeah, 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 if rather than um. You know, putting someone like Pritchard or Aushisha or, or yeah, I, I think it I think it limits their game too much, and and also it's it's because because of um if you put like a defensive minded player in there, um that that probably allows Equa come forth, come or Neil as a previous would have been. It allows them to do more of the box to box stuff, whereas 
if you put Pritchard or or, or Alshish in there with with a centre mid, they they're going to have to be the ones who sit, and then Pritchard or Alshish or whoever will be the ones who who and also like ta- maybe in the tackling defensively reading it not quite as good. So I agree with you, Gareth. I would do that as well. I think I I'd, I'd try human there to be fair. I, I, I think yeah. human would be fine. I think human would be fine in there. He, he, like yeah. you say, Jimmy, he likes to drift in there anyway. Um, he seems quite comfortable. He's got he's, um, he's good decent passing range as well. To be yeah. fair, both long and short, he reads you know, it well. So yeah, is is another option. I'd prefer that, but um, I'll just say we don't we don't know what what the the thoughts are, but we do. If if certain comes back, at least comes back, um, you know, and 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 Huggins is fit, um, you've got a lot of options in that um yeah. those fullback areas. So. I agree. You know, Seal came on play right back at the weekend. Now we have to debate about that, but that's where he's come on and played. So yeah, we've got options. I in think the for PSV he did play both, but um, judging by, I think you got to admit to get that with obviously being his debut. Uh, he was thrown in probably earlier than you'd expect. He did look a bit nervous, but I, I, I'm loath to, to 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 focus on his performance too much. I don't think you know, look for most of the game he played. He was playing inside with ten men who were. Um, kind of all over the place at times. So um, well, I'd think, like you to know, see him play um, a full game from the start. I said about before, just performance is really... Huggins came in and back in the side and really struggled two or three games and then look at mm-hmm. what he done. <laughs> what he done yeah, it's, it's hard to walk in and be amazing from the off. And it, you, players tend to need to play their way in, which is totally fair. I mean, that's not just our players. That's if you look at players in most teams up and down the country, you know, who are making a debut or coming back from an injury, it takes a while to get going, doesn't it? It's not, it's normal. Yeah, right. Well, I think we've mm-hmm. went on another bit of four nil defeat. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's good time for an international break, I reckon. Um, try and get some of these players back, particularly Ekwe. Um, yes. Rusin's been called up in the Ukraine, yes, squad, yeah. incidentally. Was he really? Um, yeah, full, yeah. full squad, yeah. Yeah, so that'll be interesting to see if he gets any any game time. Or well, probably on this occasion, you don't want players to go and play if they couldn't get injured, but it'll probably be good for him to get game time yeah. for us because he, he, okay. he needs to get rid of some of that rustiness, doesn't he? So, and just keep an eye on Judging by when they played England last year in Ashley, but they've got some decent attacking players as well. So he obviously must be doing something right if he's getting a call. He looks sharp. I think he looks. I know you're saying about yeah, there will be a level of rustiness, but he looks sharp to me. There's something about he's got something about him. I think he's got a. Yeah. You know, yeah. He, he seems to just have like a bit of an edge, which I quite like. Um, and I'm, you know, if I'm hoping, you know, in ten games' time, we'll be saying. Well, we've got a striker here who's going to score us. And I mean, he even had a chance. You know, got himself in a good area and got a shot away early, that left-footed shot, which mm-hmm. keeper should have saved, and he did comfortably. But it's good to see somebody, you know, mm-hmm. getting into that space and 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 getting a sh- getting a shot away. Because sometimes, how often do we see it with some of the forwards we've got where they want to roll the ball back on the other side and you know drop the shoulder again and then work it out wide again? Yeah, he's more he's more direct, isn't he? Yeah, he's definitely, definitely more need, direct. Definitely need it. Yeah, well, keep an eye on it and see, how he, see if he gets any game time. It'll be a good yeah. thing. So we're just rushing well, out just, for just, six months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's just firmly write this one offline for a win. If we're going to be really yeah. positive and put a positive spin on it, I was just saying to you before we started, arguably out the four games we've lost now this season, that's probably the only one where you'd say we we deserve to lose. And there was mitigating circumstances clearly Absolutely. as well. So, so you know, it, it's, it's just trying to put a bit of perspective on the whole thing. Um, and it's just the top two are worried about getting away from us now. Anyway, right. 
We'll be back whenever. Well, you never, you sure you were never thinking about automatics. I mean, I mean, getting away from us. I mean, we're exceeding Lester my expectation as stands anyway. So, I think we can say on that. I thought we had an outside chance of second just because we look as I think after Leicester, this is the thing, you know. After less than then after Ipswich, we look as good as anybody else. So, but we've already lost. We've if, lost if, four games already. I know, but but what I would say is we won't draw as many as most teams will. Maybe right? not the way but... we the way we play. I feel like so this week, for example, like I think like under Alex Neil, you potentially just to just to throw another manager in, in, into the mix there, we we could potentially have like drawn that game against Watford and then drawn against Borough and you haven't lost any of them, but you've only picked up two points. We've actually picked up three points in two games. Yeah. And I think like that will be a pattern you will see more across the season just because of the player. I don't well, a lot of those that. look how many games we win away from home. Like it's it's mm. it's it's a lot. It's a it's a lot compared I think with Ipswich we'll have to wait and see how they last. I I'm I'm um um, yeah, I'm not going to say we're we're uh, we're definitely going to catch catch them or whatever, but I I think yeah, I don't think you will now. Uh, it's too early to say for me, Jimmy. Yeah. Well, let's be if you were an Ipswich fan now, you'd be like can't win into this. Well, yeah, of course I would, but I'm not. I'm and you'd be saying them. we're going to win the league. You'd be going, we're going to win the league. <laughs> well, we, we they they could win the league. They could, but I just for me, it's too early to decide. Too early. Well, well, I I think no, I I think this. This bloody nose which has got there makes me think there's more of these around the corner, but I would be extremely disappointed if we fell lower than sixth, put it that way. I, I yeah. think we've weighed I, I, I just think we are comfortably in the best six teams in the league at the minute, in my opinion. If you lose, the thing is, if you lose eight games, you're going to have to win 27 games, aren't you? If you think about it that way, if you lose like eight, nine games, you're going to have to yeah. probably win we'll 26, 27 games. It depends how often teams so. beat each other, doesn't it, as well? There's always yeah. things like that. But anyway, we'll be That's back to finish when... high up, by the way, not to finish yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. It's possibly a bit too much for us to do on that now, but uh, I'll be, I think we are really set in the, in the next group of four down. Um, anyway, We'll be back before whatever the next game is and whoever that is. Um, and uh, Matt and Rick are whoever will be back to look ahead of that. And um, yeah, as Steve Bruce would say, we've had a, we've had we're backsides kicked and we need to dust ourselves <laughs> down and go and move on. As always, thanks for listening. <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.